Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you to search the Scriptures with us as we continue to investigate Jesus' favorite topic, what he called the Gospel about the Kingdom of God. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself the question, what exactly is the Christian Gospel? What did Jesus challenge his audience to believe as the Gospel or good news? What did Jesus mean by the phrase so often found on his lips, the kingdom of God. I'm assuming that you believe that Christianity is founded on the teaching of Jesus. In some quarters today, there seems to be some doubt about that. I've heard it recently said that Paul was really the inventor or the beginner of Christianity. Well, now, certainly Paul had a lot to do with developing the Christian faith as it went to the Gentiles, but Paul would have been horrified at the idea that he was the one who started the Christian faith. No, he always pointed back to Jesus, the historical Jesus who had lived and preached and taught in Galilee prior to his death. If, for example, you go to the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ, we have a programmatic summary statement of the whole point and purpose of the Christian mission. And Jesus defined it like this. He came into Galilee saying, Repent and believe in God's gospel. God's gospel of the kingdom of God, God's good news about the kingdom of God. You'll find that in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. That's where you should start in your investigation of what it is that Jesus requires of you. He hasn't changed his tune. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The gospel is an unchanging truth that came from the lips of Jesus and was announced in Galilee, first to Jewish people, of course, throughout the land of Palestine, but later announced throughout that known world of the day by the apostles after the death of Jesus. But the apostles never for one moment imagined that they were reinventing the gospel or producing a different gospel than the gospel that Jesus had brought. And that gospel from one end of the Bible to the other, and certainly if clearly from one end of the New Testament to the other, is called the gospel about the kingdom of God. You see, it's not called the gospel about the death and resurrection of Jesus. Now, certainly the death and resurrection of Jesus are critically important factors and facts in the gospel message, but they're not the entirety of the message. They're not even actually the foundation of the message. Because, you see, Jesus preached the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, for some three years before he got any of his disciples to even think seriously about his death and resurrection. In fact, if you look in Luke 18 which is well into the ministry of Jesus, in fact, very close to the end of the ministry of Jesus, you'll find that when he spoke of his death and resurrection, his apostles didn't even believe it. They didn't believe he was going to die or be raised from the dead. And so the death and resurrection of Jesus cannot possibly be the whole of the gospel. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. And that kingdom gospel continued after his death as it was proclaimed by the apostles, both to the Jews and the Gentiles. And the apostles, if you had asked them, would have said, well, we're just carrying on the same message, the same gospel preaching as Jesus preached before he was killed and before he rose to the right hand of the Father. And so that gospel is always God's gospel. It's the message which comes from the Father, from the creator of this whole universe. And Jesus was the first agent of the gospel first spokesman of the gospel, and after his death and resurrection and ascension, the spokesman for the gospel of the kingdom became the apostles. Of course, it's that simple. 
there's one unifying, saving message which runs like a golden thread from the beginning of the New Testament right to the end. And that gospel is called the gospel about the kingdom of God. Now, there's really no room for disagreement that the kingdom of God was indeed the subject of Jesus' entire message and mission. Well, Jesus himself said that in Luke 4, verse 43. He said, I must proclaim the good news or gospel of the kingdom of God to the other cities also. That's the reason for which God sent me. That's Luke 4, verse 43. Now, many scholars, of course, recognize this basic fact that the kingdom of God was the heart and center of all that Jesus taught. But you can find that out for yourself by simply taking the New Testament and beginning at the beginning of Matthew and work through the accounts of Jesus' ministry. And you'll find, after a few minutes, that one thing will bear in on you as an absolute fact, and that is that the kingdom of God was the central theme. As somebody said, it was Jesus' magnificent obsession, the gospel about the kingdom. And so there's really no room for disagreement at all that the kingdom of God was the subject of Jesus' entire message and mission. Here, for example, is one quotation from a leading writer on the Christian faith. He says this, On one central point, there's a strong consensus of opinion. The consensus can be summarized as follows. The central theme in the preaching and life of Jesus was the kingdom of God. That was from Thomas Groom in his book, Christian Religious Education. Now, this author points out, however, that in the message preached by the church since those apostolic times, and I'm quoting now, the kingdom of God has not occupied a central place. Now, that really is amazing. The central message of Jesus, says this scholar, had to do with the gospel of the kingdom of God. And yet, the same scholar goes on to say that since those apostolic times, the kingdom of God has not occupied a central place. Surely that's a challenging fact. What do you mean, you may say to that scholar? Are you really telling us that the kingdom as Jesus preached it as the gospel has not been the message which the church has continued? Now that's startling. That's alarming. That should put us in a state of alert because we're supposed to be following Jesus. And yet this scholar says, and it's a fact that you can examine for yourself very easily, the kingdom of God message preached by Jesus did not continue in the church all these years since the time of Jesus. Now further distinguished names in the world of scholarship will confirm the absolute centrality of the message about the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom, in the teaching of Jesus. Hans Kung, the famous German theologian, says this, This term, i.e. kingdom of God, is at the center of Jesus' proclamation. That statement was from Hans Kung in his book on being a Christian. And then another scholar says this, The most certain historical fact about Jesus' life is that the concept which dominated his preaching, the reality which gave meaningfulness to all of his activity, was the kingdom of God. This fact and its implications are of fundamental importance. It provides us with two essential keys to understanding Jesus. First, Jesus is not the central focus of his own teaching. This fact is commonly admitted. And then he refers to another scholar, Karl Rahner. Karl Rahner said, Jesus preached the kingdom of God, not himself. Well, now, of course, Jesus made exclusive claims for himself. We know that certainly to be true. But Jesus began by proclaiming not himself and his own claims, but simply the gospel as it came from God, the gospel of the kingdom of God. 
Another prominent witness corroborates our thesis like this. He says, The whole message of Jesus focuses on the kingdom of God. It was from Norman Perrin in his book, The Language of the Kingdom. Another scholar, I quote again, It's generally admitted that the focal point of Jesus' message was the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. Well, I would disagree a little bit about that word, inbreaking. Certainly the kingdom of God was present in some sense in the ministry of Jesus, but the main and predominant and primary meaning of kingdom of God is something that still lay in the future, future to the time of Jesus, as we shall see in our continued series here on the kingdom of God. Let me give you yet another quotation from a learned gentleman in the Church of England giving a series of famous lectures on the very subject of the kingdom of God, the Regnum Dei, that's the Latin for the kingdom of God. A. Robinson uh, stated this in the course of his lectures on the kingdom. I quote, There can be no question that in our Lord's teaching the kingdom of God is the representative and all-embracing summary of his distinctive mission. Throughout his career, Jesus' message is the good news about the kingdom. Well, now, what has happened to Jesus' gospel message about the kingdom? It's highly instructive to note that a leading writer on evangelism in our own time frankly admits that the kingdom of God is conspicuously absent from modern preaching. He says this, How much have you heard here about the kingdom of God? Not much. It's not our language, but it was Jesus' prime concern. That's from a book called The Mustard Seed Conspiracy. The statement comes from a prominent evangelist after he had attended the Lausanne International Conference on World Evangelization in 1974. That was a famous occasion when all the leading evangelists of the world got together and they discussed their various policies in regard to evangelization. And in that conference, this writer observes, the kingdom of God language was conspicuously absent. And yet they all admit that the kingdom of God was always present in the language of Jesus as he carried out his gospel preaching. Now, equally remarkable about the extraordinary way in which we have dropped the kingdom language is this admission by a prominent spokesman for the church growth movement in America. I quote again, Modern scholarship is quite unanimous in the opinion that the kingdom of God was the central message of Jesus. If this is true, says this writer, and I know of no reason to dispute it, I cannot help wondering out loud why I haven't heard more about the kingdom of God in the 30 years I've been a Christian. I certainly have been reading about the kingdom of God enough in the Bible Matthew mentions the kingdom 52 times, Mark 19 times, Luke 44 times, and John 4 times. But I honestly cannot remember any pastor whose ministry I've been under actually preaching a sermon on the kingdom of God. As I rummage through my own sermon barrel, I now realize that I myself have never preached a sermon on the kingdom. Where has the kingdom been? That was the question asked by Peter Wagner, in his book, Church Growth and the Gospel, page 2. Now, once again, we hope that the devastating implications of these statements will not be overlooked. Michael Green notes the absence of kingdom of God language amongst leading evangelists in one of those quotations I just read. Peter Wagner says he's not preached on the kingdom of God. 
But Jesus always preached about the kingdom of God. You can check that fact in Matthew 4, verse 17, Matthew 4, verse 23, and again in Matthew 9, 35, in Matthew 24, verse 14, and look also at Luke 4, verse 43. Let me read those texts again because they're essential if we are going to understand the purpose of Jesus' whole mission. Matthew 4, 17. Matthew 4:23, Matthew 9:35, Matthew 24 verse 14, and Luke 4 verse 43. These are just some of the many verses which show that Jesus was a kingdom of God gospel preacher. The ministry of Jesus was continued now after his resurrection through the apostles who like Jesus always proclaimed the same gospel of the kingdom. We'll find that in Acts 8, verse 12, for example, where we read that Philip was preaching the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus to the people who are going to be baptized. It was only when they'd accepted this basic message of the gospel of the kingdom from the evangelist Philip that they were ready to be inducted into the church by water baptism. There's a great deal more evidence to support our basic thesis that the apostles and Jesus were all kingdom of God preachers. That's the essence and the heart and the center of the gospel itself. We invite you to write to us or call us at the telephone number to be given at the end of this program. We have some interesting literature for you to study at home to verify these facts about the kingdom of God and its importance at the center of the gospel. We encourage you to be searching the scriptures daily in your quest for truth. Nothing is more important than the quest for immortality in the coming kingdom of God. Join us again as we continue to probe these most vital basic questions about life and immortality as Jesus offers it to us in his good news about the kingdom of God.